Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Bagley, and today we are talking all about pet parades. Well, actually, we're talking about how to create an incredible event in your community that leaves you with all sorts of connections and relationships that you can use to continue to grow and market your business. I think you're going to love this conversation, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hair of the Dog podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Begley. And today, I have one of our academy students who has become a star student who has been doing some awesome stuff in her business, and I've really enjoyed working with her. This is Michelle Crandall from Pets in Focus from Southeast Michigan. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, (laughs) Just so excited to chat about... Today, we're going to be chatting about really how you have kind of taken the reins in your community and how a community event kind of voluntold fell in your lap. Like all of a sudden you found yourself organizing (laughs) a whole entire event. You're like, Oh my God, what's happening. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. Awesome. Before we do um, tell us a little bit about your photography journey and where you are in your business. Yeah. Well, uh, my business name is Pets in Focus. That is my goal. Photograph your pet in focus. And I'm pretty good (laughs) Good at it if I do say so myself. Uh, I started my LLC in 2013 just as like a hobbyist. And I was actually doing mostly human sports, like mostly hockey. And no one ever found me. Like I always found them. (laughs) So in 2018, I found Hair of the Dog. I started taking, I started with your editing class, actually, the photography and Lightroom yeah. class. And then I just started to get increasingly frustrated with my corporate job, <laughs> which pushed me to apply and graduate from a local business class. Okay. Then I upgraded to Hair of the Dog Academy membership to start learning more about the pet photography specific business aspect of yep. this whole thing. So I started with dog sports at the end of 2019 because it was an easy transition from hockey to dog sports. It made a lot of sense. I had some experience with it. Set myself up great in 2020. I had 25 days of events scheduled. And then the day that my first one was supposed to start, which was March 21st, was the day that Michigan was shut down. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We all remember that day, like a bad dream. Like, oh, shudder. (laughs) (laughs) And everything was canceled for the rest of the year. And then even in 2021, for the first half, people were really hesitant to add any non-essential staff. And so I'd start something and then someone would call me the day before, email me a couple days and say, oh, we can only have 10 people in the building. So So then I was like, okay, so this is just not going to (laughs) work and still pay the bills. So the second half of 2021 is when I pivoted to private full sessions, which I had always offered, but it was never my main focus. Right. So... Um, it makes a lot more sense to do private sessions in in my town anyway than dog sports. Yeah. You know, it's half, you know, you, you spend a couple hours and you're able to make the same funding, you know, make the same money that oh, you were in a whole yeah. weekend of so, dog sports. Is it safe to say that you are pretty happy with that transition and not looking back like you're not looking back and being like, oh, man, I really wish I could go photograph 37 dog sports this year. <laughs> 
that's a pretty safe <laughs> assumption that I'm never going back. <laughs> the people were nice, awesome, nice. but you know, they've already spent $250 yeah. to enter their dog in this show. They've watched yeah. it. Most of the people that are interested in it have somebody videoing on their cell phone. Yeah. So pictures really are third, fourth, fifth in line. I had a few good customers that would pay, but yeah, it is, it is hard. Any event photography and, you know, I'm, I'm, have never really done it. It's not my area of expertise, but I do know is in general, like dog show, horse show, any of those types of photographers, it is getting harder and harder to, um, to do that. Yeah. Because everyone's recording on their phone and they really just want something for social media usually. And yeah. And even if they are going to buy a print or two, usually it's not going to be a big piece of wall art. Um, and I had found like the couple, they weren't like a dog show or horse show event, but it was like more photographing at an event and selling some prints early, early when I started. We're talking back in like 2010, 2011 yeah. um, when I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll photograph some dogs at this event and I'm just going to make so much money. And those are the people. And I was like, I'll sell them for $25. Like it's a w- huge discount for right. my normal prices because it was $75 for a print at that time. And um I never got so many price conscious, like, how can you charge this much? What the heck? Like yes. the most insane things. I'm like, well, it's actually like 66% off. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a client of mine forward me another photographer's pricing from another agility uh-huh. show. And this person was selling digitals for $2.75. And I can't like, why can't you match it? Like, I can't need to eat that. I just can't. Like, That's somebody who's doing it as a hobby. And then they don't kind of realize, you know, right. the, the we fallout. all have to learn our lessons somewhere. <laughs> and if that's you and you're listening to this, well, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the hair of the dog yes. podcast. So we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you squared away. Yes. No fear. <laughs> you can have a whole nother podcast, Nicole, on all the things that I've learned in the first three years of business. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm still learning things too. And I'm, well, what, 11, 12 years into this at this point. And, um, you know, it's, it's a constant evolution. Um, but you know, and even when you, you learn it, I feel like right now we're in a big transition in the way that our potential clients connect with us and buy from us and what they're expecting. Oh, definitely. that doesn't mean that we can't sell wall art. Like we still sell what we want and, and have our business set up that way. But even just the whole inquiry process and the rise of video, I mean, nobody wants to talk about it, but dude, it is coming. Yeah. Like everything <laughs> on social is video, everything on our website. Like we need to build video into things like that to make the connections with people. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just changing. So it anyway, sure always want to learn. Yeah, just about the time that I got comfortable with my camera. Now I've got to learn yep. the video side of it. And then, I know. Yeah. I know. Where is Shelly yeah. Paulson again? <laughs> For real. Yeah, you guys, Shelly Paulson, she's been on this podcast and um, she is one of our summit speakers. Um, but she has a great course on getting you set up with some video because yes. she does a lot of video too. But um, shameless plug for Shelly. She's awesome. Yes. Anyway, today though, we are talking about. This pet parade. Yes. That you did not start your year. Is it safe to say you did not start January 1st? You're like, let me look at my marketing plan for this year. And I'm going to do a pet parade in July. Once again, that That would be accurate, Nicole. Okay. Okay. Very good. So how did this happen? So in January, I started a local business class. And it was all based on this book called um, Know What You're For 
by Jeff Henderson. And it was a local business coach that um, I've had lots of good, you know, interactions. I've taken a couple classes with him before. And he said, hey, come take this class. So the summary of the book basically is, what are you known for? What Mm -hmm. do you want to be known for? And then how can you be more for your clients, your team, if you have a team of people versus being only for your business? Which initially you're like, that doesn't sound like a class I want to take. I definitely want to be for my business. (laughs) But (laughs) it, it brings it all together the more you go through it. So the questions that I answered were, what are you known for? Or who are you known as in your community? And I am known as that pet photographer or the dachshund lady. Uh (laughs) Like people recognize my dogs before they recognize who I am. (laughs) But what I I want to be known for is, you know, the person who knows a lot about the local pet community, what's going on, things to do, where pets are welcome, as well as being known as the pet photographer. But, you know, I'm it's good for the community. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good connections personally and for business. Most of my clients become my friends, you know, (laughs) right. We're all the same sort of people. So my mindset really began to shift from this. Oh my gosh, how am I going to get clients this year? I just started this business model and I don't know what to do. It shifted to kind of the long game. So how Mm -hmm. can I do things for the local pet community that may not be photography related? Because I do a lot of things, you know, I volunteer with the local Humane Society at their events and donate to their silent auctions and a farm sanctuary. But it's usually somehow based around photography, where Mm -hmm. I'm doing a limited edition session and raising money or something like that. So I came up with this idea. (laughs) about All good things start. Uh Yeah, all good things start with some idea. Um, with the pet parade in my community. My, you know, I live small town, Michigan, and they've been doing it. I think this year was the 18th or 19th annual pet parade. And it's always been part of us, a bigger event, like just, you know, a 20 minute parade down the street and back. It wasn't like the, the main event, but there'd been a lot of community feedback and valid concerns regarding the heat because they hold it, you know, like I'm sure many towns in America, dog days of summer. So you're holding these events in like the heat of summer. (laughs) Probably at two o'clock in the afternoon when it's the hottest (laughs) and the sun's out and the pavement's burning feet. Yes. And so uh, last year, I think last year and maybe in 2020, when they did the pet parade, they listened to feedback and they moved it from the afternoon to 10 o'clock in the morning. I think they okay. might have even done it at 9am one day, one year. But there was still, you know, there were people threatening to call ASPCA and, you know, all of this terrible stuff. So my idea was, okay, how can we make it safer? Because I don't think the city's going to want to change something that they've been doing for 17, 18 years. And it is good to get, you know, all the pet people right. involved. So I went in and I requested, this is really where it went wrong for me, Nicole, for my marketing plan for 2022. <laughs> I, <laughs> I requested to meet with the city officials to see if I could uh-huh. be part of the committee, make it better. You know, and I went in and I said, the average July high in my town is 84 yeah. degrees. <laughs> And when you look at all of the research, akc.org says when the air temp is 77, the asphalt is 125. Right. You can fry an egg in five seconds at 131 degrees. So I'm thinking, 
this is a great way to bring the pet community together, but is this the best way to do it? <laughs> I don't, right, I don't right. know. So I met with the city. I told them all this information and I ended up in charge of the pet parade. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, all right. You, you go ahead. Right. Your turn. They were glad <laughs> for the help. And they're like, okay, you can be the chair of the committee. And I said, okay. And I walked my way out and I came home and I talked to my husband. And I said, what? <laughs> what happened? just happened? <laughs> what am I going to do? Because I've never been the chair of any sort of event. I've never been in any sort of event. So. Yes, I remember I remember vividly the coaching call. Where you're like, help, what just happened? What just happened exactly. in the academy? You're just like, well, I, what yeah, am I going to do? Exactly. Like, okay, breathe. First, we're going to breathe. First, we're going to breathe. <laughs> then we're going to try to make this better. <laughs> so, yeah. the- so you had a lot of pieces to it because you wanted to make it better for the dogs and the people. And then you're like, man, if I'm going to be spending my time on it, I also want it to hopefully benefit my business, right. which was one of the main reasons I was getting involved in this in the first right. place. Yeah. I had so 130 did- volunteer hours in a matter of like six or eight weeks. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Because, like, All right. I'll put everything on hold. Here we go. Everything on hold. <laughs> because as I said, this pet parade is part of a larger event. So the people right. that normally like the event and marketing coordinator in my city was working on that. So right. this pet parade was all on me. So if like, if I wanted to do it, like go do it and yeah. we'll have meetings every couple months, you know, and they were fully supportive of everything that I was doing, but they were like, there's so many moving parts just on my side of it. And then to yeah. add in their side of it, it was it was a big undertaking that I did not <laughs> realize. <laughs> so so what I did was I started because the whole thing was to make this safer for the pets, right? Yeah. So what I did was I approached a couple local vets for guidelines and recommendations. And I said, where is the cutoff? Like, where's this safe? Yep. Where's this not safe? And one of the vets gave me a hard number and he said, okay, if the pavement is 110 or above, call it off. Yep. So what I did was I started going out (laughs) to the end of my driveway every day and taking the temperature at 10 a.m. to see what it was. Your neighbors are like, what is that woman doing every day? Did you have like one of those, like the gun temperature things? Yes. Like the, yes. (laughs) Yes, I did. And then I did it like on my- hashtag life in the suburbs. Look at at her. I know. (laughs) So I would do it on my driveway, which is cement. And then I would do it on the- road which is asphalt and then I would do it like on the black tar part to like right, right. see wherever the hottest part was <laughs> and I did it for three weeks and it always like it was right at or below at 10 a.m okay so I was thinking okay what if it's 84 degrees or 90 degrees or whatever yeah so I was actually speaking with another podcast alumni, Holly Cook from Seattle. And I said, Holly, what am I going to do if it's too hot the day of? And she said, why don't you get the fire department to come down and spray the road? Oh. And I was like, Holly, how did I not think of that? That's such a good idea. So I trucked my butt down to the local fire department. I said, hey, guys, um, (laughs) what do you think of this idea? And they were totally on board. Oh, yeah. So I said, okay, well, this is good. So if we've got that and we've got the lower temps doing it in the morning, hopefully it'll be okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. So then I connected with a friend here locally. She um, works at a local pet store. And she said, well, we really need like a goodie bag for the people to draw them in. And I said, well, okay. I mean, 
if you know the people, you know, because she's working at this pet store. So she knows all these vendors and all these brands and stuff. So she sent out like a blast email to like 50 different pet brands. And then the ones that responded, yes, then I followed up with them and took it from there. Nice. So at the same time she's doing that, I'm doing the local businesses. Uh everybody that I've ever worked with or thought of working with, I walk into their store and I say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Do you want to participate? And almost everybody said, yes, it was great. But an easy yes for them. It's an easy yes for Uh them. You know, and I said, whether you just want to put little things in the goodie bags or, you know, have a little 20% off coupon for something that you sell that's pet related or whatever, everybody was on board. And then what ended up happening was um, we needed contest prizes because this pet parade was also a costume contest. (laughs) So I asked all these local places if they would be willing to donate, you know, like a little gift basket or anything. And again, I did not expect all of them to say yes. And all of them said yes. So now we have eight gift baskets. And last year there were 13 participants. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I better step up. We need more participants. Everybody gets a car and you get a car and you get a car and you get a gift basket. Everybody. Exactly. So I said, well, this is a good problem to have, but (laughs) what are we going to do? So the entrance fee is really a donation to one of the local charities, a local farm sanctuary. So I came up with the idea, well, why don't we do a silent auction with a lot of these gift baskets? Mm -hmm. And everybody was on board with it. The city, you know, showed me how to do it without, you know, all the politics that come with city money gathering. Right, right, right. (laughs) So basically it was done by me like my brand was doing the silent auction, not the city, but it still worked out really well. So on top of all of that, (laughs) then we decided to have vendors on the sidewalk because it's a big party weekend for my city. Let's get some dog service and product providers out there, you know, and get their name out there. So everybody sat up, you know, sat their spot you know, on a small area in the sidewalk. And I found host storefronts for all the vendors to make sure they'd be okay. And they weren't having a sidewalk sale or whatever. Between all these moving parts, um, I had to follow up with 54 different businesses in some capacity. Wow. (laughs) It was like all of these moving parts that I had no idea it was going to be this big. Tell me you had a color-coded spreadsheet, please. Of course I did. Oh, yeah. Come on. (laughs) Talk spreadsheet to me, baby. The city was so impressed with my spreadsheet. <laughs> like, wait, is that a spreadsheet? It. Yes, it I'll is. I'll show you my spreadsheet if you show me yours. One hundred percent. Excellent. So, spreadsheet sharing party later on, guys. Absolutely. It's a secret link uh-huh. <laughs> in the show notes. Yes, that's right. Oh goodness. So yeah. So all these moving parts and like all these samples were supposed to be shipped to my house from the national brands, you know, (laughs) like a month before the parade, it was actually after the 4th of July. So we're talking like three weeks before the parade. I was walking with a friend and (laughs) I told her everything that was going on. And we both kind of looked at each other like, what happens if this doesn't come together? <laughs> you can't think that. You can't think that. There's, was, nope, there's only one outcome, there's, and it's going to be awesome. Especially with outcome. how much 
how much work you put into it. Yes. And so, you know, I had taken this leap of faith. I put my business Uh name all over it and I was like, okay. So did you have all these businesses advertising it too and letting people know about the event? Yes. Because they were a part of it. Yeah, Yeah. That's huge. So in every post, like after that day, after that walk with my friend, like all these uh-huh. boxes started showing up full of treats and food samples. And <laughs> you're like, I need, I need a, another room in my house. <laughs> yes. My dining room was overflowing with stuff and my dogs were going crazy because they're like, we need in here. Something good is in here. Smells <laughs> amazing. So what happened was we needed bigger goodie bags because the city oh my gosh. had given me these cute little like, you know, eight and a half by 11 sized bags and one right. treat bag filled it up. <laughs> so <laughs> so one of the local pet stores, they were going to donate a silent auction item. And I said, guys, I don't need that. I actually need bags that are bigger to put right. stuff in. So they donated some reusable bags. And the goal of all of this was to get 25 people to show up. And two days before the parade, the pre-registration alone was at 43. <laughs> Awesome. So we, you know, we definitely, which was amazing to me because we only started marketing it at the end of like right after July 4th or around July 4th. So yeah, yeah, it just, so it all ended up coming together. And what I, yeah, well, what I did was for each basket donated or each national brand that donated, you know, like earth rated donated a bunch of poo bags and holders, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Bark box donated, you know, a little toy, all of those companies, I tagged them in my social media posts because mm-hmm. I am admittedly terrible on social media, but for July I had like a post every day <laughs> because uh-huh. every day I would tag the local pet store and then, you know, put a picture of their gift basket or tag whatever company and tell them thank you for participating and donating. And some of them retweeted it or, you know, reshared it. And so it was great. Some of my posts, you know, like on the Facebook metrics, like everything was green for the first time in like ever. And it was great. Like all these, your reach is 5,000% better than last month. Right, right, right. (laughs) So it worked really good, you know, and I did get a few new people to follow my business page. And, you know, the goal, of course, the goal in the back of your mind is always to like, make this part of your business and try to get your name out there more. But really, I just wanted dogs not to burn their feet. Like... (laughs) I love it. I love it. A quick, a simple meeting to like, can we please think about the safety of the dog led to all of this? Yes. Um, I do. I have some questions yes. for how, like, you know, cause yeah, that's what started it. But then you're like, oh my gosh, if I'm putting 130 hours of my time, blood, sweat, and tears into this, yeah, like I want it to benefit my business. Yeah. So obviously you've got some awareness marketing out of this, which is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I was back in Pittsburgh and I did a lot of things with quite a few rescues and charities there, and I can't tell you how many people came to me as a long-term, like it wasn't immediate all the time. It was a long-term play. They're like, oh, we love that you're always involved with this and that. And so it's it's this momentum that you build for this awareness of your business that gives back for years. Right. But what did you do specifically at the event? Did you have anything in place to gather some leads or make some offers? Did you give away one of the silent auction back- baskets? Kind of what what did you do for immediate return at the event? So for immediate return, I did actually take photos at the event. Mm. Oh my gosh, you had time for that too? 
Well, <laughs> well I, or you just made time. I made time for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so going back just a little bit, the costume contest theme is always a big deal. Like, what's uh-huh. the theme going to be? And you know, it's like this big celebration when they say it. Well, it came from this half joke, half serious question that I had to the city, which is, can we roll out? a two block red carpet <laughs> for oh. the dogs to protect their paws. And of course I knew the answer was going to be no, but I was hoping that it would like get some things, you know, get some ideas rumbling. Right. And they said, Oh, well the theme is now going to be a red carpet theme, top hats and tiaras. <laughs> so everybody showed up like in these like gowns. It was so great. Cause oh like God, the prom dresses amazing. that nobody could ever wear again, or the bridesmaids uh-huh. dresses, they all showed up and people like showed up. We had a whole family in like tuxedo t-shirts. It was so cute. It's fantastic. <laughs> and so the the photography aspect of it was they would come down the little red carpet and all the people that pre-registered got their name on like a little Hollywood star. We had I love it. Little bitty stanchions that my friend's mom made out of <laughs> toilet plungers. It was so cute. <laughs> and so at the end of that red carpet, they got their picture taken and then they went on to the parade. Oh, that's so cute. It was super cute. And so then um, when I finished with all of them, that's actually where I generated all the email addresses because I blasted it out on my Uh, Facebook uh and the city did. And so then they have to enter their email address to get into the gallery. Yeah. And so that's how I generated the email addresses because there was so much going on. There just wasn't a way to do it there. Right. You know, right. there just yeah. wasn't a way. There were so many tables, you know, and then the, the farm sanctuary that we were raising money for was there with chickens and walking on the tables. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> you know, but I think one of the incredible success stories from this is not only did you take this event and just absolutely rock it and, and make it bigger than it has been in the past years and yeah. safer for the dogs and just a better experience for the community as a whole. You said you were talking to at one point, like 54 businesses. Yes. That's a lot of important networking in your market because, you know, so many pet photographers I see just think that like, I'm going to make my website, I'm going to put up some social media posts and then I will have all the business come to me. But it's really a, yeah. a relationship business, even though, you know, we are in it for the dogs. It's still a relationship business and having these relationships with all these other businesses and these vendors, I mean, it's something that is going to pay dividends in your business for years and years and years to come. Yeah. And now you have these relationships that you can reach out to for, you know, other marketing strategies or like when people ask them, they'll immediately think of you. And it's just, yeah. it's one of those intangible things that maybe you don't have like, okay, yeah, I booked, you know, five sessions and $25,000 worth of work from that one day. It's right. like, well, no, this is going to be something that gives back to your business <laughs> for years on down the line. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I and, made a lot of good connections. Yeah. It's fantastic. So yeah. huge question. Are you doing it again next year? Well, they put my name on the reusable sign. So I believe <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> yes, it was so fun. I learned a lot of things too. So, yeah. you know, if I was doing it again, we had the first 25 got the goodie bags, uh-huh. right? The first 25 that pre-registered beforehand. Yep. Well, then some of those folks didn't show up. 
right? So then we have a couple of these goodie bags that are so valuable. Like there's so much stuff and there's like $50 like worth the of stuff. Like the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. And I was, well, so maybe next year we'll only do like the first 25 to show up or however many. Yeah, yeah, have. yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I would definitely be careful with the pre-registration. And then also like I would have a backup plan. <laughs> Because truly, we did not have a backup plan. Like we had talked, the city and I had talked a little bit about maybe doing it on this grassy area in front of a church. Uh huh. But you got to think, like everybody in the community knew about this if they were paying attention at all. Like they knew that parade was coming. We had two blocks, both sides filled with people that were watching. We had right. the fire department there ready to go down the main road to right. pull off the road. And it was basically a game time decision, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which based on the recommendations that I not only solicita- solicited and publicized, <laughs> and now it may come back to bite me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. thankfully, it was cloudy and it had rained the night before. So yeah. it was perfect, actually. Yeah. That's good. That's uh, good. But yeah, Ellen, I, I think you would have to imagine have like a rain plan. Would the event be canceled if it was like a really rainy, yucky day? Or yeah, we the show go on? Yeah, yeah, we had no plan. So, <laughs> so that's <laughs> on the docket for next year. Took that leap of faith uh, and just stood there on it. <laughs> well, this is all fresh in your mind. Have you sat down and like written down all the things that worked well, all the things to change so that you don't get to this next June, next May and like, wait, what did I do for this? Yeah. Well, like you and I discussed, I have a beautiful spreadsheet with all of the people that were super willing to do it. You know, not everybody replied. Some people didn't even like reply at all, not even to say no. They just like ignored me. You know, but the people that were totally on board and with my friend's help here in town, the one that works at the pet store, I mean, she had, without all those connections, we wouldn't have had the goodie bags right. for the people. So it was great for her to make those initial connections. And then for me to follow up, you know, as like the business, I was able to do the legitimate follow up because they saw, you know, I had my LLC and my tax ID number and all that. Right. Um, so that went really well. The businesses that I approached went really well. And working with the city, whereas initially I was a little concerned about working with the city. I'd never done it before. Right. Like these people are like elected officials, some of them, you know, like yeah, right, right. <laughs> and here I'm just walking, you know, with my little notepad that has dog paws all over it. Like, <laughs> hey. Just a concerned citizen here reporting for duty. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it was super smooth. Like at the end, we had a little moment at the, like a week before the event where we went out and we actually walked the sidewalk in town because I, what I didn't realize is that they were also having things on the sidewalk. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, all the businesses, they were like, oh yeah, sure. You can put anybody out there that you want. Well, then the city had also put people that they wanted out there. So we had to, you know, kind of make things work that way and make right. sure that everything was going to work. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said, it all worked out. It all works yeah. out in the end. And I have had no negative feedback. All of the vendors want to come back next year. Great. <laughs> all Love of the it. people in the community, you know, I mean, we took it from, we had 43 pre-registered and by the end of the day, we had 56 dogs registered. Or pets, I shouldn't say. We had a chicken, we had a snake. I think we had a lizard. Yeah, for sure. We had a lizard. 
yeah, we had all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it was just so awesome to see like the whole pet community come together and everybody's talking and laughing and, you know, this is just such a relief. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. it. This is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because the people that went <laughs> this year had such a good time. They're going to like, oh, we have to do it again and tell their friends and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I know that I've made grow. a difference because, you know, we quadrupled event participation in basically uh-huh. three weeks of marketing. And right. I see other small towns in the area mimicking some of the ideas that I introduced this year, which is super yeah. cool because yeah. then their pet parades are safer for their dogs. Right. Because this is a thing like across America. I mean, how many little cities out there are doing dog days of summer? Bring your right. dog out to whatever event. You know, and Uh is it really in the best interest of the pets to, like, walk out there? Right. Probably not most of the time. (laughs) Right. So if, you know, people like me who are passionate about this, and most of the listeners of The Hair of Dog are very passionate about pets and their safety, let's try to make it safer. Yeah. You know. It's fantastic. And we actually... Go ahead. I was going to say, I just love that it started from that, but then it turned into this whole event that truly... It's all so connected and will continue to to yeah. help build your business, yeah. um, you know, while doing something from the heart, which right. is really the secret to yeah. mic drop, run the business, do it from the heart. We're done here. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited for you because now you have all these vendor um, connections too. So if you ever want to do book project or calendar project or a Mm -hmm. holiday guide or a bingo or like just really anything, you have just all these businesses just in your Rolodex, not that any of us use Rolodexes, but you have a contact there that they're going to be ready to help with anything. And, um, it's just, yeah, so exciting. And just, I think, double downs on the importance of getting out there guys and meeting people in our community and networking and working with these other businesses. It's just so important. Yeah. Anybody that has met me will tell you, I am like, like such an introvert. Like I was an introvert before it became like a cool thing to be. Like I was the nerd. You know what I mean? That didn't understand. You were an introvert before you were a pet photographer. (laughs) Right. Like I was the introvert that like, it was called social anxiety disorder. Like before it was cool. So for me to go out and kind of just walk in these stores and it was not, it was not easy for me to do it. Yeah. But did it get easier the more that you did it now, though? Oh, sure. I can walk in anywhere yeah. now. Be like, hey, can I yep. put this sign up? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's one of those things that we build up in our heads so much of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to walk in there and these people are going to laugh at me and kick me out and tell the whole world that my business sucks. And then I'm going to lose my business. And then I'm going to not be able to pay my bills. Then I'm going to lose my house. And then I'm going to have to go live in a car. But then they're going to take my car because I can't make the payments. And then I'm going to be living on the street. <laughs> all from like going in and saying, Hey, we have this event. Would you like to participate? It's like you're in my <laughs> head, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've been there. Cause I've been there, Michelle. Yeah. I was the kid. Like even in high school, it's like, there's no online ordering. There's no internet when I was in high school. <laughs> right. Um, maybe there was internet, but it was still like an Al Gore's basement or something. Um, <laughs> but it was like, Oh, it's call and order pizza. I'm like, I need to use the phone. Right. And, and call and talk to a person and tell them I'd like cheese. <laughs> yes. just, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> My husband and I still fight over who's going to order the dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> well, at least now you just go online. Like, do, 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 do. Most of okay, the time, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Text to order. But, uh, Thank God. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I had that conversation with my daughter the other day because um, she started high school just this week. And, um, you know, it's very nerve wracking, even though she's in the same district as other schools coming to the high school and it's, you know, oh, new yeah. school and all the new things. Yeah. And, um, you know, way more classes. So you're not really with your friends that you had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she's like, I'm like, babe, I get you. I was the same way. She's like, but you talk to everybody. I'm like, well, yeah, now I do. But it still doesn't mean that like, I like small talk, like going to an event where you don't know anyone and you're walking in is like my own personal hell. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's terrifying. Um, So yeah, that's, that's pretty standard, I think for almost all of us and pet photographers in general. I think we definitely run on the more introverted side. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in a room full of dogs. No problem. I'll stay there all day. Exactly. (laughs) Put me in a room full of humans. I am trying to get out immediately. (laughs) You're like the dog in the corner. It's just like head down, cowering. Yeah. So if you think about it, the fact that I even requested the meeting with the city, much less, (laughs) you know, these are uh-huh. things that were not easy. I don't want anybody out there listening in podcast land to think that this was super simple because it was not. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. things that were the hardest were talking to other people. I can mm-hmm. coordinate 56 people on a spreadsheet any day of my life, which is yep. probably why this was so successful because most of it was just organization. <laughs> right, right. I can organize in the background, no problem. But you want me to get out and talk to people? Like That's a problem. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love it. So yeah. Moral of the story, guys. It's not that scary out there. Michelle still Mm -hmm. has her house. She still has her business. She still has her car. She's not living on the street because she asked uh, some vendors to participate in her dog parade. So yes. (laughs) Be like Michelle. (laughs) Goodness. Let this be a lesson to us all. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Do you have any last words of advice before we wrap up for anyone out there that is, you know, just anyone out there in their business and their communities? Just... Just go ahead and take the leap. Okay. I think that's like my summary of this whole event, you know, and it all started from that book and that idea that was planted, like people don't want on your Instagram to see a sales pitch every single post. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see that. They want to see, you know, and it's crushing to my soul that they want to see my face all the time. (laughs) But they do. (laughs) And those are the posts that get the most engagement are people looking at me, like playing with my dogs on the floor, doing an opening on something, you know, they like to hear me and I don't, you know, I don't get it, but I'll keep doing it if that's what they want. Like give the people what they want. Right. Nicole? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're wired to make other human connections yes. and it's a lot easier. Like we want to make the other connections from the side of not being the one that's out there. Like we want to make the connection and see them. Like they're kind of, it's a safe way, right? When they're watching our video on social media or seeing our face on social or seeing our, um, inner, you know, our face, it's like a reality show sort of like they get to see a glimpse into us and our life, yeah. but they don't have to talk to us yet. So right. that's just human nature. Right. So yeah. by making ourselves visible, we're, we're building that connection with our potential clients and, you know, like it or not, that's the way, that's the way the human psychology works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and too, like I always thought that, okay, like if I do this one thing and I'm going to get five clients from it and it's right. 
not tomorrow, like not right. today, I'm not going to get them, but maybe at Christmas time, somebody mm-hmm. is going to be talking about how great the pet parade was and somebody's going to look me up and maybe they'll buy a gift certificate for their family member. Yeah. You know, and so I was so focused for such a long time on like these short-sighted goals, like, okay, mm-hmm. and now I have to make this much money and now I have to get this many clients. Now I have to do this. Just chill out a little bit and play the mm-hmm. long game and see what comes of it. Who knows? I might not get any clients from the pet parade, but maybe I do. Maybe I get one great client. Maybe I get five great clients. Yeah. We'll see. Even that one great client then often leads to more great clients, you exactly. know? So it's it hundred percent marketing is such a long game. And yeah, there are certain campaigns we can do and see a direct um, result from them, but all of this whole business is about getting out there, photographing dogs, you know, even when you're getting started, getting those portfolio sessions, just getting people in front of your lens, getting people talking about you, meeting people in your community. And so many times if you ask someone, you know, like, Oh, where'd you find out about me? Sometimes like the best answer they can give you is like, I've been seeing you everywhere, which is, what a lot of people in your market are going to start saying to you from right. all of this. Yeah. And and that's that's the type of awareness that we often need yeah. for people to like move forward. Because again, yeah. people are busy. And one of the hardest things about this business is that there is no event timeline connected with dog photography unless it's a puppy or, you know, end of life. Right. And um, you know, everything else that whole big middle of that dog's life, it's really easy to be like, oh man, I do want to call Michelle, but ah, next week, next week, next week, next year, next year, next year. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden my dog is getting up there and getting older. Right. Um, So. Well, and too, like all, like you said, all of those vendors, if somebody comes up and asks them, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody that takes dog photos, who do you think they're going to say? Yeah. They're going to say, oh yeah, Michelle from Pets uh-huh. and Focus. She coordinated yep. this whole event. Call her. I think I have her business card somewhere, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah, those are the types of those are the types of referrals and and business building that's just going to take your business up to the next level and I'm so yes. excited to watch it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey. This is so exciting. Awesome. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. Before we leave, can yes. you let people know where to find you so that they can see your face on social media too? Yes. I make a live exactly <laughs> once every eight weeks when I get my hair done. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Pets in Focus Photo. Perfect. That's mostly where you can find me. And then my website is petsinfocusphoto.com. I try to keep it as streamlined as I can. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you guys enjoyed this conversation with Michelle, reach out to her, let her know that you enjoyed it Please and um, let her know what the most impactful piece of it was for you. Yes. And let me know too. I love to know that. Yes. And uh, Michelle, thanks again for taking the time to share your experience with us. I am so proud of how you made this come together. And um, I feel like a proud little mama bear over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be on your podcast. <laughs> Aw, thanks, Michelle. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. This was episode number 158. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the resources that we mentioned, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 158. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. 
you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com.